What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Friday night, it's Hamilton at Montreal, and quite frankly, a case could be made for this to be Canada's game of the week. Hamilton hasn't won a game yet all year on the road. They're coming off a shellacking of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So they're favored by two and a half at home Friday night. Montreal-Hamilton. Is that betting line something that you would be interested in? I'm going to take uh, no deal. I'm going to take Hamilton to really get something going here and win two in a row. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Away we go into hour two. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. It is a fabulous football Friday. Fall is for football. We're coming to you from beautiful South Florida, where the NFL game of the weekend is here. The Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. But, of course, it's a huge weekend in the Canadian Football League. It's week 16. Canada West week four. College football week four now. We have a lot of football to get to, and hockey, too. And I appreciate everybody joining us uh, and sticking through the issues that we had on YouTube. We had to start a new feed. We're live on television, Game Plus TV. We're on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. But it's a new YouTube stream. So, um, yeah, if you're joining us, you know why. Okay. Craig Smith is our director of scouting. 19 seasons in the CFL, two-time champion. He is in the bunker. Back there in Canada's football capital, joining us to talk some ball. And, Smitty, I really appreciate you doing that. How's your week been, sir? Changed dramatically. Uh, it's uh, from the bed to the couch. Watch sports <laughs> into the bed. <coughs> so, you know, it's uh, it's different. <laughs> but man. Yeah, Craig has had some, he's had some health issues. We appreciate him coming in uh, to help us out and talk ball. And let me, Chris, uh, Craig, I got to ask you this first before we get into the football. Everybody's going nuts about the Daryl Sutter clip uh, from Calgary yesterday on day one of the Flames training camp. Him calling out Matthew Kachuk for not being a Stanley Cup champion or going on any long playoff runs. I don't even have any thoughts on that. But as a Winnipegger that you are and still a Jets fan, can you please tell me for the benefit of our Winnipeg and Manitoba viewers what your thought is on the Winnipeg Jets this season? Well... Jeez, <coughs> I apologize. Um, I um, they didn't do anything, and you know I was very depressed, disappointed. Turned the games off a lot last year because I, you know, we got the living in Saskatchewan, we get all the games, and it was like, geez, I got to, I'm gonna turn this off. This is bad, and they really didn't do much. Now with uh, with Rick Bonus coming in, I, I listened at four o'clock in the morning. I had to. I couldn't sleep, so I listened to Rick Bonus uh, talking, and uh, he did some pretty darn good things in Dallas. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can get things rolling. And I know, I, I know that uh, a coach can make a difference. And you know, they're they're certainly not chopped liver. You know, they've got they've got a lot of skill, and uh, so hopeful. I'm I'm hoping, uh, and I'm looking forward to the season. But uh, 
you know, I, it's every year. It seems like you know the free agent uh, deal comes around, and uh, we didn't, you know, we don't get very many guys. So, but uh, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping, and uh, you know, that they can play and possibly get in the playoffs. They got a, a hell of a goaltender, so I mean that that's a huge start. And a lot of teams they don't have that, but yeah, he'll he'll give you you know a good 60 games and. And uh, you know, so and de- defense is a, is a big thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see. The, and, and again, they've got some guys there, you know. So it sounds like that bonus is coming in, and he said he uh, <clears throat> he's putting in implementing different things, you know, uh, uh, defensive end, the offensive end, and and, and you know, etc. So being real cool to see what comes out. He, they, they've got three weeks of uh, of camp and, and games to to get it rolling so it'll be uh, it'll be cool to see well it's an incredibly exciting time and obviously i could sit here and talk hockey all day but it is a football friday that's why we have you in and i will just tell you that i had football people agents former coaches current coaches players telling me how much they loved the last time you were on well that's so I'm nice like, well we got to get smitty i got to get smitty in here right away um and clark agreed so we're going to get to all of these uh, Week 16 CFL games, and I see fans of all the teams checking in here. But let's start with tonight. I would say a case could be made, Craig. This is the marquee game in the Canadian Football League tonight, Hamilton at Montreal. The Owls are favored by 1.5. Not that that means anything to you football guys, but I think this should be a hell of a game. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. This is a big game, and you, if you talk to either either club, I mean, yes, this is a big game. And, and you know, I've been, I, I get to talk with uh, Russ Landy, who's uh, who's a, a, a director of uh, U.S. scouting for the Montreal Alouettes. He, ever since I got sick, he's called me, uh, you know, once a week, maybe you know, twice uh, a month, something like that. And anyway, we, you know, we, I mean, we talk football. You name it, we talk it, and. Uh, that's what he, you know, he's saying. This is a huge game. This could, this could really mean a lot to getting into the playoffs. And uh, last week was just a shocker. I could not believe what I was seeing. Uh, but then again, you know, Evans has, has, he's done stuff before, but he's also done stuff to help lose. And he's, he said that. He said, you know, I've been responsible. I've been my fumbles and this and that. I mean, they've been close in a lot of games. So tonight's going to be a battle. And, you know, they're, <laughs> there's a lot of skill on both sides. I mean, you take a look at the receivers that Montreal have. You take a look at the, you know, the defenses. I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. You know, I, lo- I love that Phil. I love the Phil Potts. I mean, I was high on them when I when I scouted for Ottawa last year, and and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does, how they, you know, uh, with with Montreal and and how, uh, how the quarterbacks do. And how, what did I say last time? It's just so important. If you didn't have a quarterback, you got a shot. So if the quarterback play uh, is top, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's a big one. Buddy, I couldn't agree more. And uh, so there's a few things. I, I don't know if you're privy to getting the CFL game notes that come from the headquarters in Toronto. I do, and I love reading them. And I don't know where you are on analytics and stats, uh, but I'll tell you this, Craig. Since week four, week Nine, the Alouettes are the best team in the CFL at three and one. There are some other teams that are three and two. I think Winnipeg's one of them. But as far as winning percentage, Montreal's been the best since week nine. We're now in week 16. So I want to know what you think Montreal's done. And then Dane Evans threw five touchdowns last week for Hamilton, that game you're talking about, where nobody could explain what they did to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But what has, and Noel Thorpe's come in, he's the new defensive coordinator in Montreal. Have they changed things that 
drastically there? What have what have they done? I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't have privy to uh, you know to, to get into the, uh, the coaching film or anything like that. So I don't know what's going on in the defensive side of the game. But you know they're obviously buying into what Noel's coaching. I coached with Noel back in uh, we were Vanier Cup champs in '97. You know he was defensive coordinator uh, or uh, defensive back coach, and I was the uh, receiver coach. And, uh, you know, so I know all about Noel and, and uh, you know, the, he's, he's done this for a long time, you know, and, and uh, he's gone in and I, I think he's, you know, solidified there. But, they, you know, the quarterback play, right? <clears throat> that, that's, that's a huge thing. I mean, uh, uh, Arbuckle has gone in there and he's given some solid quarterback play and they've done well. The running game, I mean, they lost uh, Standback and thought, oh, boy, here we go. But the good old Canadian kid from uh, University of Calgary, um, he came in and he's done some good things. They have another a smaller back. I, I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, Walter, I think something. But he adds a little, a different dimension that, that Antwi does. So that, and then they have the, those receivers. Those receivers are so darn good. So all in all, they've all put it together, and you know, and, and they've done some darn good things. Um, Again, tonight's going to be really interesting to see how, yeah. how, you know. I don't know if it's the game of the week, but it's going to be a hell of a game. Oh, yeah. And uh, for the benefit of the BC Calgary fans, we'll get to their game in a second. I'm just going in order here. Yeah. Toronto at Ottawa on Saturday yeah. is the first of a doubleheader. Yeah. And yeah. what do you see? Ottawa hasn't won at home yet. They're 0-6. Is this going to be the day they do it? Well, they're, they're, that's another one, right? They're, there's another one. I mean, they, they, they played relatively decently. They had a chance to beat Toronto. Toronto's a funny team. You know, Hoagie will to talk right after me and tell you about, you know, they've, they can be so good. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson could look like, uh, you know, the, the, the star of the league, and then he'll, you know, have some passes that are they're offline. I know his agent really well, Farrell Elliott, and, you know, he's always calling me, well, what did you think about uh, McLeod today, you know, and, and uh, he's... Uh, he can be darn good, so it's going to be. Another, there's another one, and that's it's huge for Ottawa because if if they lose this one, it's going to be tough. You know, I when I was on the show two weeks ago, I had mentioned Ottawa is you know they're an up and coming team, and of course, you know they they lost, and and uh, I thought that they were going to get it rolling, but we'll see what happens tonight. And how crazy it is that they go and they lose at home. It just it's it's just incredible, you know. Um, Especially in that place, <clears throat> yeah, where the atmosphere yeah. is so good. Yeah, great place. And I don't, yeah, I don't think they're that bad. By the no, way, I sit no, here and not. I, I, I say it again. <clears throat> people tell me you guys are the only show that talks CFL. And <laughs> I, again, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I sure yeah. enjoy it. I love the league like you, so we're gonna yeah. keep doing it. BC home to Calgary. And, you know, we had Jock Wilson on last week previewing that game in Calgary. And he's like, hey, Rod, it's cool. The last game they played was a one- or two-point game, Bo versus Nathan Rourke. That was going into that. Right. He goes, tonight we got Jake Mayer versus Vernon Adams, two <laughs> different quarterbacks, and again it went to overtime. Yeah. So I think, if anything, we're going to have a close game in BC Place on Saturday night. I agree. I think so. And, and again, I, I hate keep on saying this, but it all comes back to quarterbacking. I mean, yeah. when uh, Pipkin was in and he wasn't effective, they, you know, they, they didn't look as good. Vernon came in and gave him a little bit more stability and, and uh, you know, made some plays. That's a good, that's a darn good football team. I know Ryan Phillips. Ryan Phillips was in uh, BC when I was there, and he's a heck of a guy. He's a heck of a defensive coordinator. Um, he's got those guys playing. They've got some some kind of no-name guys that have come up and have done some darn good things. And uh, I, you know, 
And then you're, you're playing in BC. Hopefully they get a pretty decent crowd because I'll tell you, I, I was with the Lions for eight years. And uh, there were some lean years when I was, was well, I was a season ticket holder when, when there were some lean years. There could be 10,000 people in there and it's loud. So, it, you know, I mean, it, it can get loud in there. It could, could be, give uh, Mayor a little uh, uh, difficulty. But uh, again, both, both good teams to, to me, um, you know, and, and, and both got skills. That receiving core for, for BC, is it the best? I mean, it, it's incredible. Rhymes and, and, and Burnham and then the Canadian kid, Katoy. Katoy is just a monster. And, oh. you know, <clears throat> hey. I'm sorry to cut you off, no. but they started, the, they started the season, I think the first third, BC had statistically, it was looking to be the best receiving core in CFL history because yeah. we had three guys on pace for 1,300 yards. Yeah. Now, Sask in 2013, which you were with the Rough Riders, your yeah. dad, had 3,000-yard <laughs> receivers. Shoot, you're lucky to have one. I know. Riders had three that year, and they yeah. were Taj Smith. Yeah. Gonna have to help me out here. Chris Getzlaff and Dressler and Dressler, yeah, Dressler, and yeah. just talk about that team in 2013, man. If you don't mind, oh. and Jeff the Stamps fans brought up some good points. We're gonna get to what he has to ask here, but that was a special year, man. What do you remember about putting that <laughs> team together? Because you look at what the Riders are doing this year, they might miss the playoff, man. Yeah, and that well, just that wasn't gonna be acceptable in 2013. You know, uh, a good team. There's so many different pieces that come from you know from all over the place. And like uh, in the draft, we got Ben Heenan, <clears throat> and then you know guys that I'll never forget. Craig Butler. He wasn't uh, starting, and then all of a sudden we had an injury. Butler was in, and it was almost like magic. You know, Butler would make plays. You know, two Canadian kids, and and then of course those those receivers are just incredible. They're not only Unbelievable receivers. They're they're fantastic people too. And then Darian, I always loved Darian. I think every I've said this before. I had him on the Nagelis in BC. Then when I went to Hamilton, I had him on the Nagelis. And then when uh, it wasn't my decision to trade him to Saskatchewan, but then it's so funny because the very first time I saw Darian live, I went and sat, and he was you know it was it was before everything started, and, and I. I couldn't believe the revolutions that he got on that football. I mean, it was incredible, the, the, the arm strength he had. And then, you know, the solid offensive line. Chris Best was one of the guys that we forgot about two weeks ago. Yes. He, he, yeah, he, he, was, he was one of the guards. And, and, just, and, and then the defense. And Corey had the defense going really well. I mean, it, it was something. But <clears throat> Brendan, Brendan brought in some guys. You know, Alex Hall, you think about that. You know, we played, we played Winnipeg. In the Banjo Bowl, now we went in there and limped out with a loss. Alex Hall was, uh, he might have been the star of the game. Well, guess what? We got him. And, uh, you know, he obviously helped, uh, you know, in that, in that great cup run. I mean, there was just so many really quality people. It was just a, a, a phenomenal year. It was just amazing. And, and I'll, I'll never forget it. And I'll always be thankful, you know, that Brendan had hired me and got me on. We're going to take a time out here. Here's a cue for our operators at Game Plus Studios in downtown Toronto and our guys flying the ship in the Queen City. A little earlier than scheduled, only a minute. Um, when we come back, we'll answer these CFL fans' questions. We'll get into some NFL stuff. I want your take on this game of the week here in Miami, Dolphins and Bills. And I know you want to uh, chat some Canada West, too. And on the way, the voice of the Argos as they get ready to visit the Ottawa Red Blacks here in Week 16. It's the RP Show, Football Friday, Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, 
24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com, your favorite podcast platform, and on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Very good, yeah. Yep. Looking in on the beautiful Florida Keys. What a big weekend down here. Florida Panthers in training camp. FAU Owls home tonight at NCAA Division II College Hockey. I'll be there. Sunday Dolphins and Bills. And we will get to that. And we've got questions from Elks fans. We've got questions for Stamps fans from our, for our guest in studio, our director of scouting, Craig Smith. And Smitty, before we get to theirs, <clears throat> I'm seeing this online about NFL cut. You're a guy that the personnel guy. If you're a languishing CFL team right now in the final third, how much could you, Ryder fans, reasonably, ex- hi Jasper, reasonably expect to get some NFL ca- uh, cuts that would just turn your season around magic? It, it's a different, years ago it used to be a little different. Guys would come in and, you know, they would, they would have an impact. But nowadays, uh, you know, the money is so huge down there. Guys want to stick around, so they made it to a camp. They they would like to exhaust their NFL, uh, you know, possibilities. <clears throat> guys that we would get are guys that have gone through that so many times, and they get cut. And it's then it's a choice. You know, there's a fork in the road. Am I done with football? Am I going this way, or am I gonna you know go and, and try to keep on playing? And, uh, you know, those are the guys. So you got to really be on top of things and, and, you know, being following these guys. And, and there is a possibility. Now, a guy can come in <clears throat> like Saskatchewan, possibly, you know, getting a tackle uh, or, or whatever, whoever, um, you know. So there, there, there's always a possibility. There's always players out there. And, you know, sometimes it might not even be a guy that went to a camp. Sometimes there's guys that, oh, he didn't get to a camp, but he's a good player. <clears throat> But he's still trying to get into that NFL, and I, who could blame them, with uh, you know how, how how much money that they uh, they make, and uh, so it can be possible. There's no doubt about it that you can you can. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna try and speed this up with our because I want to get there's NFL questions coming in for you, Smitty. They want your take on that. But John in Edmonton wants to know why the Edmonton Elks can win on the road. <laughs> They're four and four on the road, but they can't win at home. What's the deal? Well, I think if uh, Chris Jones knew that, you know, he would be a pretty happy guy. And, and you know, I, I thought <laughs> there was an article talking about him and he was how frustrated he was. You know, why can't we win at home? You know, and there's there's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason. I mean, that team has certainly improved uh, the quarterback play. They gave him some money and, you know, he went out and he, he, he did some good things last week. Um, Cornelius, see, he, uh, he's, he's, he's a big kid. Just, it's a the prototypical guy that you want as far as a, a football player, a quarterback. Uh, tall. The kid can throw like a bullet. He can run. You know, so, it, hey, what do you think about a CFL quarterback when you think of that? You're thinking about a guy that can run, throw, all those different things. So the quarterback play is getting better. So, they're, you know, they're, I think at the start of the year, that wasn't the case. I think that there was things that Cornelius was doing. They, you know, they, of course, they had the Canadian kid there who was hell of an athlete. And, you know, they went through a few, few guys. <clears throat> now it's kind of solidified and, you know, they're, they're a little better. 
Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Edmonton and, and, and playing at home, but uh, I think they've got a shot, you know. I think they've got a shot to possibly win one at home for sure. Yeah, well, they're getting better, and that's, I would think, as a fan, all you could ask. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says four teams could legitimately win this, the uh, Grey Cup this year. And I think all you got to do is look at the standings for what he's referring to. Winnipeg, Calgary, BC, and Toronto. Uh, but he's leaving Sask out of there and a few other. Do you agree with that? Four teams are legitimate <clears throat> Grey Cup contenders. Well, being in this league, watching this game uh, for so many years, you just never know. You, uh, you harken back to the 81 Grey Cup when Ottawa played Edmonton. Ottawa was... What were they five, eight, and one, or something like that? And and uh, the, you know the juggernaut of the Edmonton Eskimos, they were, they were just rolling. Well, at halftime, Ottawa was up, and they took a field goal at the last play or something like that by Cutler to to win it. So you just never know. But I can I can see those four teams, uh, you know, could could certainly be a possibility. And I wouldn't rule out. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to say from the last two uh, performances by Saskatchewan you never know what's going to happen you know you really just never know um, uh, I, I, I they weren't very good but there's still time they may it's so weird because they may not make the playoffs because their 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 schedule is so tough you know Hamilton is the weak link but look what Hamilton did to Winnipeg so but uh, to me Calgary is a very scary team um, they, you know, they've they've played Winnipeg so close, and I think that the possibility of of them playing in the Western Final, uh, you know, could be a, a definite possibility. And you never know in the cold and the wind and all these crazy things. Uh, remember when Baltimore '95 came into Winnipeg, and uh, it was a windy day, and and uh, into uh, Regina, into Regina. No, no, this yeah. was against Winnipeg uh, for the final. Oh, not in the Grey Cup. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, okay, Baltimore came in. They had a darn good team. They won with the wind, all that kind of stuff. So with, with the wind, the, the weather in Canada the way it is, you just never know. Um, uh, yeah. Winnipeg has proven that they can do that in the weather. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah. I swear, Smitty, I swear, uh, living in America, watching <laughs> these shows, it's great. It's all football all the time. If an NFL coach stood at the podium after a game and said, and I've used, for example, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury, yeah. said, I'm just going to be honest with you, yeah. we're not very good. Yeah. They would talk about it every day, all yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> so I want your take on Craig Dickinson's comment. I'm going to be honest, we're not very good. Um, well, if he was your coach, how would you feel? Well, those are the kind of things that I think that you kind of say it behind closed doors, and you, you try to, you know, paint a picture of, of positives I know I know Craig and Craig's one of the best guys in the world and you know he, he was he was being honest and just telling it like it is and you know that's Craig Dickens you know I mean that's just it's it's a tough thing you know I mean it's geez uh, he was being honest and you know they had they just haven't been very good so uh, but <clears throat> they've got a, a group of people that you know they want to work at they want to uh, uh, you know, try to get this team better and get in the playoffs. And the next four games will be will be critical. And it's kind of sad that uh, they're in this position with the Grey Cup being here. And uh, uh, you know, they're certainly behind the eight ball right now, and it's going to be very difficult. But uh, yeah, it's going to be. Well, tough. I said it earlier this week, um, and I'll say it now. If that was my coat, I would say, "What do I need to do to get better?" But yeah, I don't yeah. know what the character make. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at the coach. Yeah. I would say he's right. Yeah. What, do, what do we all need to do? What do I need to do? Um, moving on. <laughs> this is funny. Jeff in Winnipeg says, Jasper, will my Arizona Cardinals beat the LA Rams? LOL. <laughs> Let's swip it, flip it to NFL. We've gone to the dog, Smitty. Yeah. Um, Rams favored by 3.5 going into Arizona on Sunday. Uh, do you have a take on that football game? I would take Rams. I think Rams, I think they're they're still a good football team. I think Buffalo is just incredible. And they, you know, they're that, that's that's a Super Bowl winner right there uh, until they're proven uh, differently. Um, and going into, you know, playing Tennessee like that and just beating, it was in Buffalo, but beating the heck out of them. Uh, and and, and uh, that's a pretty good team. They held they held Henry down uh, to you know how many yards? I mean that's so anyway they they beat uh, they beat the Ram, uh, Rams uh, you know they, they it was kind of like well we're at home all this kind of stuff they they got beat uh, but I still think that they're a good football team and Arizona's good and you know they've got miracles. I mean, it's just this incredible that little little guy that can scramble around for 20 seconds and, and make a play. Um, you know, Kyler is, is something special. So, but I I, I would hey, pick the Rams. You've had to uh, you've been part because I've seen you been part of drafts, uh, contract negotiations, yeah. salary cap management. And the reason I ask you this is how you feel about these quarterback salaries uh, because the reigning. Super Bowl champion quarterback is Matthew Stafford. In terms of well, in salary, he's tied for eighth at forty million a year. Eighth highest paid quarterback, Darren Rodgers. He's already won a Super Bowl and two MVPs. Number two is Russell Wilson. Number yeah. three is Kyler Murray. Number four is Deshaun Watson. He's not even playing. <laughs> Number five, Patrick Mahomes. Number six, Josh Allen of Buffalo, who's going to lose on Miami Sunday. Number seven, Derek Carr, and then tied for eighth, Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford. And number 10 is Kirk Cousins. So in terms of quarterback, like how do you feel about the, so much of your cap being sucked up by one player? What did I say the last, last show? I said it's so important that you have that quarterback. If you have mm-hmm. that quarterback, you got a chance. But you need that surrounding cast, and you, know, you need that offensive line for, to protect your million-dollar men, and then, you know, et cetera. And uh, if you got that, you got a chance to win the Super Bowl. I, I said before, there's only so many teams that can win the Super Bowl because of what they have as far as quarterbacks are concerned. And the market is the market. You know, that's what you, that's what you need to do. You have to pay for those quarterbacks. And, and uh, if you get a good one, you gotta, you got to keep them. Um, and, uh, that, you know, that, that's the deal. So I'm, it's, it's, Sure. Uh, but Smitty, Tom Brady isn't even in the top ten. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about him unselfish you know i mean he could be but he said no i'm taking this so we can get better players so we can win a soup get back and win a super bowl again so uh, i really like him i know a lot of people don't but i like the guy and i think that uh you take a look at him now i mean he honest to god he looks like a 22 year old kid uh and and look at the way he's throwing i mean he has not lost i mean it's incredible 45 when I was 45, it was tough to get out of bed, for God's sakes. I mean, it's just amazing, you know? Just so, so, so good. I know. I don't know why people don't like him. You know what, Smitty? There's people that don't like you and me, and we're great yeah, guys. You know what? So yeah. go figure. Yeah. Hey, <clears throat> Bills at the Dolphins on Sunday. Buffalo's favored by five and a half. How do you think that game will play out? Because can you imagine them talking about that game here in South Florida where the Dolphins are 2-0? and Well, I would say Bills all day, but that's why you play the games. You know, I mean, Tua's performance was just incredible. Uh, 
that you go back. You just look what happened with the Alabama quarterbacks this weekend. You know, with uh, with uh, uh, Hurd and uh, and and Tua. Jalen Hurts. Hurts, sorry. And and you yeah. know that that's they they just they just came. Hurts was incredible, and uh, Tua's come come back, and that, that's pretty exciting. And you take a look at the two two unbelievable weapons he has, and in uh, Hill and Waddle, that's uh, that's pretty darn special. So I still think Buffalo's going to win. I think they might win by seven or so or whatever, but uh, I'm, I'll be watching that one, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll be there yeah, with Gil nice. Scott, by the way. Oh, Gil, yeah, say, so say I'm looking hi to forward Gil. To that. Make sure oh, you say I will. Hi to everybody Gil. loves him. Yep. I absolutely will. Big, everybody, big, everybody, big hey, fresh. Big fresh, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, see, uh, Canada West tonight, we'll wind up on this before we bring in Mike Hogan. Voice of the Argo Smitty, uh, Saskatchewan Huskies at Alberta. Huskies looking to go to 4-0 for the first time since 06. Regina Rams are at UBC. And Saturday, Calgary at Manitoba. Um, who do you think's on a collision course for the conference championship, Hardy Cup in Canada West? Well, there's three teams. Um, the, the disappointing ones have been Calgary and Manitoba. And, uh, and, and UBC's kind of in that flux. Uh, you know, they've got, they've got two tackles that could be... Blake Neal came over to me and said, those two NFL, they're, they're NFL guys for next year. So, but uh, uh, Alberta's really done a great job. Chris Morris has done... And you know who's there? Terry Basker. He's helping the offensive Doing line. Doing what? Offensive line. Serious? He's help, yeah, I mean, he's oh, helping with the Oh, congratulations, TV. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but they've done a great job. Um, um, the... Uh, Regina, I love McConkie. I think McConkie's just a hell of a coach, a hell of a guy. Runs the program very well. Everything is, is good. They've got some skills. The quarterback is, is solid. But the cream of the crop is the Huskies, and I can see the Huskies going back to the Vanier and uh, possibly winning it this year. Uh, but you never know. That's like I say, they play the game for a reason. But those three teams are going to be uh, – it's going to be a battle tonight. I'm really looking forward to Dupes' call, and uh, I don't know if he's with Dunk tonight, but uh, – you know, it's even even my wife says, you know, Darren does a good job on that. You know, <laughs> so uh, he he really does. He does a great job with the uh, the play by play and and the and what they put forth. You know, the Canada West Showcase, it's it's excellent and it's great for uh, for our uh, our sport uh, in youth uh, sport football. Yeah, he's got a very nice voice. He knows yeah. the game. That's yeah. his number one sport is football, mm-hmm. and uh, they do they do do a great thing. Just with the Huskies. Because my best friend's kid is their quarterback, yeah, Mason Nice. Perry. Do they have to win it all this year? Yeah, Perry. Do they have to win it all this year? No. And then the window closes like no, a, like no. a dino thing, right? Yeah. Or or they're going to be good for a while. Uh, you know, uh, Scott Flory again. He's gone in there and he's done a great job. He solidified the program. Not not that it was bad, but I mean, he's went in there. He had a couple of years, and you know, now it's it's getting stronger. And you know, they they lose Macart, and all of a sudden, bang, they've got uh, Ewan Ewan that's taken over. Um, you know, they've got. Some Daniel Perry. They've got some really good good receivers. The defense. Uh, they lose. Look at how many guys they lost to the CFL, and they're boom. They're back. They're they're you know they're right on top again. So Scott will keep on rolling. As far as I'm concerned, you know uh, that's the way it is. You know you get a good coach and he recruits recruits well, and that's that's if you got players you you, you can you can win, and uh, and then coaching can you know even get you better. So. Uh, I don't think it'd be the end of the road, but uh, yeah, it would be. It'd be nice to see uh, Greg Marshall's a, a friend of mine, and I worked with him in Hamilton. And it would be nice to see uh, uh, Scott go in there and, and, and give uh, Western a battle again. But again, if they're going to be there, so we'll see. Yeah, Smitty, always enjoy the time it goes by so fast. Enjoy the ball this weekend, yeah, and yeah. Uh, 
Say hey to Kathy for me. Yeah, absolutely. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya, Jasper. Bye-bye. Thanks. Coming thanks, up next. Thanks so much. You betcha. We're, coming up next, we'll preview the Argos and the Red Blacks with the voice of the Toronto Football Club, Mike Hogan from TSN 1050. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. Also listening 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com and your favorite podcast platform. And on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're having a fantastic day on this football Friday. Uh, talking CFL, NFL, U Sports, and all the rest. Very interested to talk to this guy. Our next guest, the voice of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Hoagie Hogan. Uh, Hoagie, I appreciate you joining us the day before a game. I got to ask you this, man. Tell me why Argos Red Blacks is Canada's game of the week, because our viewers voted Calgary BC as that. And I said doozy, Hamilton, Montreal. Why is your game one that people should be tuned into as the best game of the week in the CFL? Well, I guess like the other ones, it's it's as important to the teams that are playing it. Um, you know, we'll know tonight whether we have a two-point lead or a four-point lead on Montreal with an opportunity to make it six, uh, should that happen. And for Ottawa, they're playing for the playoff lives. It's, it's huge. No matter who wins tonight, it's basically must-win time. For the Red Blacks, and it was a it was a pretty damn close game the first week. Uh, maybe not the most uh, most entertaining game, uh, but it was it was a fairly fun game to watch from the stands. Something I did for the first time since two thousand six with the Argos. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be a great game. I think all the games this weekend are going to be really good. Yes, well, you would hope in week 16 by now that they would be right. But your last game in Ottawa went down to pretty much. The last play, like, do you expect this one to be that close? Wouldn't surprise me. Um, the, the the one thing that that hurt the Argos, who had a really good first half last week against, or two weeks ago now, after the bye week uh, against Ottawa, they were coming off one of those really short weeks where they played on Monday on Labor Day and then had to play on the Saturday. Um, I think Ottawa played on the Friday that week, so they had an extra couple of days off, three full days off uh, before they had to play. So. They were certainly the better team in the second half, certainly in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was also on the field probably around 40 degrees Celsius that day. So uh, not to make excuses, but I think fatigue absolutely had a factor uh, in, in, the, uh, in the fourth quarter. Defense was tired and couldn't get off the field. So that was, uh, that was more than a little problematic. Uh, give me your take, Hoagie, if you don't mind, on the fact the Argos are the only team in the East with a winning record. It's not like you need to... You're not playing also rands every week, right? These are close games. But why do you think that division is what it is and has been that way for so long? No idea, because I think at the beginning of the season, anybody who kind of looked at this objectively would say, boy, the East is going to be really competitive this year, and all four teams may be better than they were a year ago. And for whatever reason, you can't tell me, Hamilton, you know, you, uh, this is, I know this is a stupid thing to say, but I'm going to say it. Turnovers aside. You can't tell me that, that, that Hamilton's record is, is what it should be. They're a better team than that. Uh, Ottawa surprised me as well. Ottawa would have, could have, should have beaten Winnipeg early in the season twice. Um, Hamilton came down to the last play against Calgary. We lost by a point 
to uh, to Winnipeg on a, on the only extra point or conversion attempt that Boris Beatty has missed in two years with the Argos. Um, so I mean, the, the, I think the divisions are are a lot closer than the standings indicate. Certainly more than it has been for the last few years. That's the thing. The records are what they are, but the games are competitive and they're not blowouts. So you're a smart guy, Hoagie. I figured you, I figured you might have an answer for that because I don't. I guess we'll have to put our heads together maybe a great cup, which incidentally, you obviously plan to be there. Um, Ryder fans are talking about coming through the east, obviously, because they don't see a road through the west. Why do you think no team has ever advanced through the crossover in the Canadian Football League to the great ever? I think, you know, even though the depth in the East Division may not have been as as deep as the West for the last who knows how many years, uh, the team that finishes up top in the East is usually a really good team. And the team that finishes fourth place in the West is, well, fourth place in the West. So uh, to go yeah. on the road and win a couple of games, um, you know, uh, sometimes have been close. You know, you were, you were at the, the game in 2017. That was a close game between... Saskatchewan and, and Toronto uh, in the Eastern final. Um, maybe going on the road and winning two playoff games isn't easy. It shouldn't be um, because you have to go through a couple of good teams. And I, I think that there's still, no matter how weak the division is a, as a whole, uh, you can't tell me that the top team in the East hasn't been a really good football team for the last few years. That's a really good point. And by the way, it's funny because Ryder fans, they really only love the Riders, and a lot of them really only follow the Riders. So when Cody Fajardo came to town, it was like he just got dropped out of the sky. And I'm like, uh, he's the one on a plunge that ended that game, by the way, for Toronto. Uh, but what a day that was, Hoagie. By the way, I remember going in on the team bus, looking at all the tailgating that was going on in those exhibition grounds. I'm like, this is, this is real. And ironically, Mike Babcock and Mitch Marner went to that game together. That's a story for another time. But um, Ricky Ray, though, was the guy. He was the cold-hearted killer. And I saw your article on him, uh, your sonnet on Ricky Ray going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, How did you feel about that last week? Uh, I don't think, whether you are a Hamilton Ticat fan or a Calgary Stampeder fan who hated seeing number 15 line up against you, uh, I don't think there's a fan that doesn't like Ricky Ray. I mean, he's not you know, the cocky athlete, the guy that does anything controversial on or off the field, consummate professional, better guy off the field. Um, anybody who played with Ricky Ray respects him. Um, he had that quiet leadership. He didn't say very much, but when he did, you listened. And, you know, I, I think it was Matt Dunnigan said, show me a quarterback in the history of any professional sports league that throws a fade pass better than Ricky Ray. And, uh, you know, he was just, he was the master of his craft. And if you ever talk to him, you'd have no idea. I'll, I'll show you what kind of guy he is, or I'll be quick if I have time. First game yeah, that he good. played as an Argo, first, first game he played in an Argo, as an Argo was in Edmonton. And it was like the Beatles had reunited. You know, there were, there were guys following him all day. <laughs> the lobby was full. And Sandy Nunziata was doing color with me that year. And we were sitting, I was waiting for him in the lobby, waiting to go out to dinner. And... The team was starting to gather. And you know what it's like if, if there's a guy who's come from a city, especially if you're in that leadership position of quarterback, like if it had been Matty Dunnigan, Matt would have said, okay, guys, this is my town. Let's roll. Here's where we're going for dinner. Ricky didn't say a word. Ricky sat in the back, kind of watched the old lineman take over, and then just went along and was one of the guys. He didn't impose his leadership on a group. 
He just wanted to assimilate to that group before he could, you know, earn his stripes as a leader. That's Ricky Ray in a nutshell. That's who he is. That's just him being legitimate, not thinking, okay, how do I become a leader on this team? That's just him being, that's Ricky being Ricky. You take as long as you want to tell stories like that. And by the way, Craig Campbell's watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, your backyard. He says, Argos will have Ottawa feeling double. We'll have Ottawa feeling double blue tomorrow. I don't think there's a bigger Argo fan than this guy. You obviously know, Craig. Um, but I got to say this about Ricky. Just, I'm so proud of him to go. I only know him from interviewing him. I've never had a one-on-one conversation with him outside. And I just think, to me, you prove that nice guys don't have to finish last. He's not. He's, he's just great. You know what I mean? Here's He's just one. great. You want another story? Yeah. You want another good sure. Ricky story? Here's another good Ricky story. First game of 2018, first home game, he gets hurt. Gets taken off on a stretcher. It's a neck injury. We don't know how bad it is, but it looks bad. And the next week, early in the next week, um, I went into the locker room. I came back from practice before everybody else to set some things up in my role as communications poobah. And, you know, there's nobody in the room except one guy. <laughs> And it's Ricky Ray in a neck brace on a stationary bike while everybody else is at practice. He wanted to stay in shape just in case he was able to get better. Uh, in, 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 you know, if there was a playoff run to be had that year, he wanted to be a part of it. No fanfare, nothing, just Ricky on a stationary bike. That's the pro he was. He, he never took anything for granted, did everything that he possibly could to be the best he could be at his craft. Um, First guy in the room, asked all the right questions, helped guys like Cody Fajardo and Trevor Harris and Zach Kolaris and all the guys who came after him, was never um, not confident enough in his abilities that he would not help out the guy who was trying to take snaps away from him or at least learn as much as they could from him. So, you know, Ricky's got a hell of a legacy right now in this league because so many starting quarterbacks tutored under him. Half the league almost, including McLeod Bethel Thompson. Then you got five out of the nine quarterbacks have tutored under Ricky Ray. He is a 30 for 30 documentary or engraved on a nation. The, 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 the potato chip driver, truck driver, right? So, Hoagie, I could do this all day. Let's do it again sometime, man. Uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. Good luck. Thanks, pal. Mike Hogan, the voice of the Toronto Argos. Overtime's next, whatever you want to talk about. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV. YouTube today, live, had a little issues, but we're back rolling there. Of course, your favorite podcast platform and your home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, everybody, uh, here we go. It's overtime. It's proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. Uh, and what we do here is we turn it over to you, the viewers. If I feel like doing that, we'll see. We'll see. Moose is gone to do whatever Moose does. Uh, normally, he'd be with us at this time, but he's calling a football game tonight. You can watch that on Canada West TV streaming or on Sastel Mac, Bell MTS Cable, Telesoptic TV, all of the great cable carriers 
in Western Canada that carry the RP show will have the game. Um, I'm going to do a sports update here. What the hey? It is a football Friday, but there's other sports going on, don't you know? The balls, uh, the Boston Celtics suspended their head coach, Ime Udoka, for a full year, banning the coach who led them to the NBA Finals last spring for this entire upcoming NBA season over what two people with knowledge of the matter said was an improper relationship with a member of the organization. Leaders can't do that, apparently. In a statement issued after a full day of wrangling over the terms of the punishment, the Celtics said Udoka violated team policies and left open the possibility that a longer separation could follow. We don't do a lot of NBA news, but that's a big one. The Toronto Blue Jays continue a four-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays tonight in Florida. Mitch White is penciled in to get the start for Toronto, while the Rays are set to go with Jeffrey Springs. The Rays thumped the Jays 10-5 in Thursday's opener to move a game back of Toronto in the race for the top American League wildcard spot. Uh, they're calling it playoff baseball in Tampa already, and it indeed is. In New York, Aaron Judge fell a few feet short of a record-tying 61st home run, hitting a 404-foot drive caught just in front of the center field wall, and the Yankees beat the Boston Red Sox 5-4. Dun-dun-dun-da-da on Josh Donaldson's 10th inning single to clinch their sixth straight playoff berth. Way to go, Yankees. In San Diego, Brendan Donovan hit a grand slam in the seventh inning to lead Albert Pujols and the NL Central leading St. Louis Cardinals to a 5-4 victory over the pod squad. Pujols remained at 698 career homers, although he did drive two balls to deep left field. The next stop in his pursuit of 700 home runs is Dodgers Stadium, where the Cardinals open a three-game series on Friday. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Uh, yeah. Arlen Bruce, great timing, writes in and says, Hey, Rod, can you say happy birthday to my mother-in-law? Ms. Donna Wright, out of Edmonton. There you go, A.B. Happy birthday, Donna. Kevin in Airdrie, Alberta. Rod, tell us how good it will feel for you when my Canucks surprise the league and make the playoff. LOL. (laughs) That is an LOL. And he says, by the way, waiting for my Edo to show up via Skip the Dishes. Hey, Edo Japan. I am T-minus three weeks away from getting down on some Edo Japan my own self. Bento box. I order the same one all the time. Chicken and beef. Um, going to the 902 text line where you can always reach us, 902-518-3033. Get some, get some text going here. John in Edmonton has written a novel. A series of text messages. But he says, Rod, did you know in the 1970s, international superstar Garth Brooks played football for a team called Yukon Miller Football? Yes, I did, John, because in case you didn't know, I used to be a country music DJ. How about that? And right when, yeah, when Garth Brooks was coming up, uh, and that Yukon is in the state of Oklahoma, okay? It's not the Canadian territory. So, yes. I did know. Thanks for 
Um, normally, this is where we would talk about what we have on tap, but the moose isn't here. He deserted us. So, here's what I got going on. I'm going to go to the FAU Owls NCAA football game tonight. They don't drop the puck until 9 p.m. Eastern. Can you believe it? But I'm going down there to make some new friends and see the hockey people. And as I've been encouraged to do by my advisors to expand my circuit a little bit and get to know the hockey people more. Uh, Saturday, thinking I'm going to take it easy as much as possible. And Sunday, going to the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. It's all anybody's talking about down here. I'm telling you. Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. If you have any comments, get them in. Make it good. Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, no CFL for me this week. I think my Packers can do it this time. And I'm excited for the Pats tonight. Have a great weekend. Yeah, get out and watch some junior hockey, everybody. Get out and watch some junior hockey. Um, Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats kicking off a brand new season, facing off a brand new season. Back to your Packers. They've got the Buccaneers in Tampa. And, of course, our poll question, you can vote on it, but it hasn't drawn a lot of votes because it's a silly question. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, will Tom Brady finish the season given his off-field issues? And everybody knows he will because that's the way Tom is. He's a professional. Thanks to everybody. Great work, Clark. Great work, Jordan. Our entire crew. Most of all, thanks to you, the viewers. Without you, there'd be no us. We'll see you back here Monday, noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.